0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 153 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have another special guest. It's Dr. Ray Whetstone of Whetstone Eye Care. Dr. Ray, how are you doing?
1: I'm great, Charlie. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, and I'm really excited. We've been trying to pin you down for Weeks, if not months, now because I said to Barb, for our listeners, my wife, I said we got to get Dr. Ray on here because I got to tell you when we moved from Pennsylvania to Florida, and I was looking for an eye doc, and and we, I can't even tell you how we ran across you. But you know, I was used to the old days of of a lot of pain associated with visiting the eye doc, and uh, you looked at me and said, "Oh no, no this is going to be a pre-. I was I absolutely blown away. So. I'm going to spoil it all for our listeners. I'm going to turn it over to you. Dr. Ray, tell us all about Western Eye Care.
1: Well, Charlie, thank you for having me on. It's, it's really a pleasure to reconnect with you. Let me tell you, Whetstone Eye Care is right now the manifestation of my hopes and goals and dreams for the past couple of decades. Uh, I've been an optometrist for 35 years, been out of school 35 years, and it's taken a while to get to the position where I want. Um, I've got a lot of technology. Um, eye care doesn't need to be the way it used to be. This is not your grandfather's eye examination. Most people hate going to the eye doctor because they hate which is better, one or two. We no longer need to do that. We have a digital refracting system that does a really good job of honing in on your prescription, giving us a good ideas to what you need without it being a lot of torture. Uh, I've got digital equipment, again, that we can image your retina the back of the eye without putting drops in your eyes, making your pupils big for hours, and then telling you to go out and drive. <laughs> and all of this lets us put together an excellent picture of what's happening with your eyes, your eye health, and making sure we going to have you see for a lifetime and making sure that we've got the right vision that you can see and do what you need to do
0: yeah and and i i I can't emphasize enough you know the the torture of going to my my old doc who was awesome back in pennsylvania but you know getting the pupils dilated and then you're right you know trying to drive i mean that that just shouldn't be allowed um (laughs) And fortunately, my business was real close by. But, you know, the rest of the day is like wrecked. It's shot. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's funny. So you mentioned you you, 35 years since, uh, you know, you went through school and all that. How did you even get into uh, this world? This uh, the eye care world, I guess, is the best way to put it.
1: Yeah, Charlie, that's a great question. I got my first pair of glasses when I was in third grade. I was having a hard time seeing the board in school, and I was getting up out of my desk to walk to the board to to read the math problems, and my teacher yelled at me, and I said, I'm sorry, I can't see. She moved me to the front of the row, and I still couldn't see the board clearly. Fortunately, she was a very good friend of my mother. She called my mother and she said, you know, Ray's telling me he can't see. And it's not like him to tell me something that's not true. So I went to see my first eye doctor when I was in third grade. And I really connected with Dr. Hall. He's left-handed as I am. Um, he understood where it was coming from. And we always joked about what it was like to be short little guys. And we made fun of our last names. His last name was Hall and he had all sorts of nicknames. And with a nickname like Whetstone, you know, slimy pebble, slippery rock, everything just happens. <laughs> and I remember putting that first pair of glasses on and just stopping dead in my tracks. And grabbing my mother by the arm and saying, oh, my God, Mom, I can see the leaves on the trees. Mm. And uh, I mean, that just opened up a world to me. And again, I always really enjoyed going to see him. We had a, a good time. And at the age of 12, I came home from a visit with Dr. Hall and said to my parents, I want to be an eye doctor like Dr. Hall. And they were kind of shocked. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> um but it it really worked out beautifully because um it's it's a science i love the science and what we do in terms of medicine uh it gives me a a great opportunity to interact with people you know i get to entertain a different person every 25 to 30 minutes in the course of my day Um, and i know what putting that first pair of glasses on did for me i love seeing teenagers when we put contact lenses in their eyes and their posture changes they go from these shy kind of closed in people and oftentimes after getting the contact lenses in when they come in for the follow-up the posture has changed the demeanor has changed everything is different it it opens up an entirely new world for them and and seeing that transformation is just absolutely stunning wow wow
0: how about uh Your day-to-day life in the office what kind of myths do you hear maybe one or two that you can dispel for our listeners
1: well the big thing that we get into is you know people will say to me oh you're you're just an optometrist well yes i am an optometrist but the way optometry has evolved and i've stayed with it because again i love what this allows me to do you know it's the least invasive doctor visits you're ever going to see and the wonderful thing about being in Florida is that the laws here are very liberal and I can treat most anything that walks into my office. I can treat infections, I can remove foreign bodies, I can treat glaucoma and I've worked in a number of different medical settings so that I've had a really good medical background and while I won't say I'm as good as an ophthalmologist, um, I know my stuff and when I need to, I can refer out to a specialist and that's what I love about being in Naples for 20 years now is that I know who is trustworthy, who is good. So if I need a surgeon to send somebody to, if I need a retina specialist to send somebody to, um, I've, I've got a good network of people that I've connected with so that while I may be just an optometrist, yeah, no, I practice medicine to the highest degree that I can in terms of my profession. And we as optometrists are able to do just about anything that an ophthalmologist can do short of doing surgery.
0: Wow. Wow. So you're a Pennsylvania boy just like me, although you come from the other side of the state, the the Steelers side, I call it. You got
1: it. (laughs) Black and gold and then blue and white from the uh, Pennsylvania State University.
0: (laughs) Well, I will admit I was a Steelers fan in my youth because the Eagles were so dreadfully, (laughs) ridiculously poor. Um, uh, But how did you end up uh, down here in this wonderful world?
1: well i went to optometry school in boston and i fell in love with boston It was a great place to go to school and i got a job offer to go to cape cod and everybody says oh wow yes the cape is beautiful two months out of the year but the other 10 are really kind of awful and after five years of long overcast miserable gray winters i said you know i've had enough of this so i decided i was going to move to someplace warm i went to arizona i have family in the phoenix area Went to Phoenix, drove down to Tucson, fell in love with Tucson and thought, wow, this would be great. But driving back to Phoenix, I said, yeah, there's no water here. Yeah.
0: So um,
1: I connected with one of my best friends from high school. He moved to St. Pete literally two weeks after we moved out of high school and came down to visit him and went, yeah, Florida, this is where I want to be. So October, it'll be 30 years ago. Wow, wow.
0: Yeah, this is, I I had the same uh, aha, came down here one time and said, yeah, see you, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And my nieces and nephews loved it because they were like, "Yeah, spring break with Uncle Ray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do not get any better than that. Wow. Uh, you got it. Yeah. Uh, so what are you doing when you're not in the office? What are you doing for fun? Oh, uh,
1: well, you know, that's kind of limited right now, Charlie. Um, things have pulled back tremendously. Um, I am an avid yoga and meditation maniac. I've been practicing yoga for about 20 years. Mm. Um, I teach on a part-time basis here and there. Um, I love what it does for me physically, emotionally, mentally. It, it's, it's just a wonderful overall uh, routine. Um, growing up on a farm in western Pennsylvania, I was used to planting and growing things. We had a great garden. And did lots of flowers and ornamentals and coming to Florida has been a shift Uh, we grow different things here I've really gotten into Propagating and growing orchids. I'm a maniac when it comes to orchids. I've probably got about uh, 25 different orchids in my backyard about 10 to 15 different varieties Um, And I, I just you know, I love the beauty and the elegance of the plants and the fact that You know, you kind of give them just a little bit of attention and they like it. They kind of be left alone to a certain degree. Now, once all of this nonsense lifts, I'm going to get back into my passion in terms of adventure travel. Um, I've traveled around the globe and just in terms of my own leisure travel, traveled around the globe doing eye examinations. I'm Mm -hmm. involved with an organization where we do charitable work. And so I'm really kind of chomping at the bit to get back out into that. I was supposed to go to Brazil in September, and this was going to be my dream mission trip. They were going to put us on a boat. We were going to go down the Amazon and go into remote little villages and do eye examinations. And unfortunately, wow. that's been put on hold. But I am just chomping at the bit to get back out there. Um, I've, Like I said, I've been around the globe, been to about uh, 12 different countries and every country is a different adventure, every opportunity. You kind of get your heart broken into pieces, Mm. you put it back together and it grows a lot bigger.
0: Wow, wow, that Amazon trip sounds fascinating. How long of a trip uh, was that scheduled to be? Uh,
1: That was gonna be 10 days.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow,
1: wow. And what was nice is that I knew most of the team that we were gonna be with, every one of the doctors on the team I've been on trips with before mm-hmm. and you know, you get to know these guys, you have a blast, you get to share stories and there's this common thread about enjoying this philanthropic work that kind of brings you together. And that leads to just all sorts of interesting adventures and, and experiences.
0: Yeah. And the wonderful things you guys do talk about being a good neighbor. I mean, what you do for these communities that would never, you know, come close to probably getting this kind of uh, you know, help, right? Medical uh, attention.
1: Well, and, and that's where, you know, the organization I've been with one site has, has grown tremendously. And we've got a, an, a lot of portable handheld equipment so that we can go in and do almost as thorough of an examination as I can do in my office. And we carry the equipment with us, we grind and make the glasses there on the spot. So it's, it's instantaneous kind of stuff to a certain degree and every trip, there's always been somebody that just breaks my heart into pieces and that's what keeps me going back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got to wonder how many rays, uh, you've helped, uh, over the oh, years.
1: Well, yeah. And see, that's, that's the whole idea is that yeah. you know you're transforming lives when you do this kind of
0: work. Mm-hmm. Wow. So kind of somewhat, uh, on the same thread, uh, hardship, uh, uh, they're not a whole lot of fun, obviously, but they come to define us uh, over the years, personal or business. What comes to mind? A hardship that you've gotten through the other side, and look back and say, "Hey, I'm better for it."
1: Uh, you know, it was probably losing my dad. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and uh. it was kind of late in the process. And um, he had he was diagnosed with Parkinson's about two years before that, so. Getting him through leveling off the medication, getting him back to normal, getting him into a real life, and, and then looking at the, the limitations that the Parkinson's imposed, and, and, you know, it was difficult for my mom and dad, but fortunately, you know, I have four brothers, so between the five of us, we were able to kind of trade off and each bring our own abilities in, and then when dad got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, it was kind of late, it was really kind of beyond getting him any sort of treatment so connecting with him getting him through that hardship and and watching how it affected my mother all of that transition uh, you you know you put one foot in front of the other you learn to rely on your friends around you and it it was bringing all of that back into my medical practice Uh, being in naples as i say i'm practicing in in a geriatric population which i love you know, um, when I have a patient comes in with Parkinson's, I can sit them down and say, okay, here's what we're going to look at. Here's what your medication is going to do. And this is how we can combat it. I've had a number of people come in, tell me they are in the process of being treated for pancreatic cancer or other kind of cancers. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to tackle this. This is what I know to watch out for in terms of your eyes. But I know that you're more than that. Let's talk. How are you feeling? What's going on? And it's helped me to really round out my practice. Help me to be more than just a nuts and bolts kind of person that that the heart comes in there with everything else that I've got.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all people, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And we all put our pants on one leg at a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, Dr. Ray, one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company, what would that be?
1: You know, um, I, I love what I do. Um, coming to work every day is a picnic. It's a delight. Um, the eye is fascinating. Poets will tell us the eyes are the window to the soul, and they really are the window to the body at the same time. By doing a thorough eye examination, we can see what's going on in the body. We can oftentimes pick up diseases. And, you know, I would just really encourage people that we advocate that you take care of your eyes Wear your sunglasses when you're outside, particularly here in South Florida. And make sure you get your eyes checked on an annual basis. You get one pair of them, we want them to last a lifetime so that you can see those precious moments that you experience.
0: And for our listeners who uh, want to get a hold of you, learn more, where should we send them?
1: Uh, easy. You can go onto the webpage. It's eyecare.com Or the phone number is area code 239 908 We'll be happy to see you.
0: Wonderful. And I highly encourage our listeners, if you're looking for an IDOC, if I can uh, uh, go real brief there, um, go you got to check out Dr. Ray and his new place. And uh, Dr. Ray, thank you once again for being a part of the Good Neighbor podcast. And uh, I look forward to seeing you very soon.
1: Okay. It's been a pleasure, Charlie. Thanks for the invite.